Hello and welcome to On the Couch with Dr. Carmen. This is part three in our Breaking Free of Emotional Eating series. Please excuse the technical difficulties and bear with me as we try new ways of bringing you the broadcast, podcast, as you will. So just to recap where we left off, we were talking about intuitive eating. What is intuitive eating? Um, Intuitive eating is a way of eating where you, um, you make peace with all types of food. Um, nothing is restricted like traditional diets. Um, no foods are banned. Um, intuitive eating restart, requires you to stop looking at food as good or bad. Um, instead, you listen to your body and eat what feels right. So we started a new chapter in Janine Roth's book, Breaking Free from Emotional Eating. I am just giving you the highlights of some of this. And hopefully in the future, we'll actually do a book group um, on this topic if I get enough interest. So um, just also to clarify, um, when you you are intuitively eating, it doesn't mean that you're excessively eating everything all the time, all the things, um, including the things that were restricted of you in your previous ways of eating or traditional diets. It is tapping into your body's natural ability to um, tell you when you're hungry and when you're satisfied. So let go of the idea of restricting foods, let go of the idea of not trusting your body. And that's where we pick it up today uh, with Janine talking about when she decided not to um, diet anymore, when she decided that she was no longer going to restrict herself um, from certain foods. She says, there isn't enough food in the world to heal the isolation of those years when you are dieting. Um, there isn't enough food to fill the space created by the deprivation and ensuing feelings of craziness. Um, she also says we can't go back. We can't eat for all of the times we didn't eat. Um, we don't have to deprive ourselves any longer, but at the same time, we have to strive for balance. Um, so you have to strive for a balance between depriving yourself of the food you want when you're hungry and using food. And I think this is key here, and I'm going to quote it directly. And using food, you can't um, to make up for all of the other ways you feel deprived. So I'm going to say that again. You have to find the balance between depriving yourself of certain foods and using food to make up for all the other areas of your life where you feel deprived. This is more of the emotional eating part of it. You know, we emotionally eat to feel comfort when we feel that we don't have that support around us. You don't have a significant other, you don't have family, or maybe you grew up in a family where food was love and everything is treated or healed, quote unquote, with food. And those are my quotes. Um, so learning other ways to manage your feelings of deprivation, feelings of loss, feelings of stress, feelings of anxiety. 
feelings of frustration or even feelings of happiness and celebration. So she says, learning to deal with um, the flip side of feeling that you have to eat cottage cheese and carrots, because if you let eating mashed potatoes or quiche every time you want it into your life, then you fear gaining weight. And she said the other part of that is, you know, allowing yourself to do those things. And then when you do, you gain weight, which is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then you get frustrated all over again. So she talks about some ways to, my way of thinking, reconcile that to shift your thinking around food and the ways that you use food. Um, and I'll quote here again. She said, while it is true that you cannot trust the feeling that because you want something, you must have it. It's not true that you cannot be trusted. So I'm going to say that one again, because a lot of us no longer trust the signals from our body to let us know when we're full, when we're satisfied, and we automatically go to deprivation mode. So she said, while it is true that you can't trust the feeling that because you want something, you must have it. It's not true that you can't be trusted or that you cannot lose weight by listening to yourself. So how do we develop that trust? Um, and I think this is a very good point. She says, trust develops and builds when I'm given a choice and not as in dieting, denied it. Trust develops when I choose to make myself comfortable, not miserable, to take care of myself rather than hurt myself. Trust develops when you learn from actual experience that you can decide which desires to act on and which you will leave to fantasy. So that's where I'm going to stop it here. And if you guys give me permission, I will add a little bit of transparency for myself um, as well as some of my clients. So recently, I have been reevaluating my way of eating, trying to adjust things because I do have a tendency to emotionally eat and um, while I made some changes in my work life, um, that produced some, you know, good stress, but still stress, uh, where I managed by one, not exercising and moving, which helps a lot with, um, with getting rid of stress and tension and also helps with burning off, um, stress hormones, which cause you to collect fat, to store fat and not digest the food that you're taking in correctly because, Stress basically activates your fight or flight um, system, and that system is not devoted to keeping you healthy, keeping you um, away from disease or illnesses. So it shuts down your immune system, so to speak. It shuts down your digestion because we are conserving all of the energy to fight our way out of a situation or to flee from a situation. So I'm gonna to need to activate all my muscles and pull on those fuel sources to, um, to enable me to fight back, beat people up, run away from people, run away from situations, um, 
I, I like to use that saber tooth tiger thing when we were, you know, first developing um, cavemen and so forth. Yes, we had to run from the saber tooth tigers. You might have had to run from dinosaurs who were carnivorous. Um, being from Florida, um, you might have to run from bobcats or uh, jaguars or panthers, things of that like. But those things aren't readily um, available. They're not common threats in this day and age. Most of our common threats have to do with stress in the workplace, stress in the home. Maybe it might have to do with, you know, getting out of the way of traffic if you're biking or walking or jogging. Maybe it might have to do with, you know, if you're attacked, somebody tries to rob you or somebody tries to get into a physical fight with you. But those situations are not every day, whereas people these days tend to carry a lot of stress. So getting back to my story, um, since last year, summer, last summer, you know, I made some changes that required some learning as I went. And for me, um, you know, it was stressful, even though it was a good thing, even though looking back now, I am grateful for the opportunity to make those changes professionally. I am grateful for finally um, succeeding at making those changes, even though it was hard, which is where we want to get to when we go through some hard stuff, even though it was hard, even though, you know, at the time, whether it is something that you chose that you volunteered for, or circumstances like my fire, um, wow, was that three, four years ago, four years ago, you know, seemed totally out of my control, seemed totally harsh, totally punitive. But looking back, having gotten some distance from it, I can see the small blessings and the silver lining in those. That's not to say that, again, I did not lose sleep. I did not stop exercising, um, which caused weight gain, which caused uh, without the exercise, more emotional eating um, instead of using healthier means of managing the stress. So again, going back to deprivation, you know, when I restarted this journey, I restarted the journey in 2018 with a ketogenic diet because that is what had helped me before. I didn't need to work out very much and I was still dealing with a lot of injuries. Again, looking back now, I am much better physically than I was in 2018, thank God. But um, I did not have the energy. I still had um, the injury that I had, which prevented me from using my regular means of physical exertion, which, you know, it was easy, low-hanging fruit. You know, Zumba burns a lot of calories. You get to have fun. You don't have to work hard at muscle building and form and all of the things. Um, and it came easy to me because I like to dance. But now we're talking about a middle-aged body with a different kind of metabolism since I was not restricting anything um, at that time from 2016 to 2018. I was eating all the carbs, all the sugar, all the things, and probably not doing well with portion control. 
So come back to another shift in the summer of last year and trying to get to a better place, falling back on old habits. So not only do you have to be mindful of finding other ways to deal with your emotions, but you also have to be mindful of old habits creeping back in, whether you are doing bariatric surgery or other using other tools like the exogenous ketones or the diet pills um, or the drops. Um, I know there are tons of things out there, but if your go-to is always back on those, you know, behaviors where you fed your emotions or stuffed your emotions with food, you have to be mindful of that and make sure that you have other ways of uh, healing the deprivation, of healing whatever is going on at that stage and getting healthier coping mechanisms and healthier stress management systems in place. And also recognizing when you are falling back on your old habits that got you where you didn't want to be. The third thing I want to say, using my experience and the experience of my clients, is exercising some grace towards yourself instead of punishing yourself for getting to this level again or falling back into old habits. You know, once you realize that you're doing it, don't give up all hope. Don't abandon your way of eating. Don't abandon intuitive eating if that is what you're doing. Um, recognize that you need some extra support if that is the case, you know, and recruit your support people, support group uh, to help you get back on track. If it's someone like myself, a health coach or a psychologist focused on um behavioral health issues, um, do that. Get back in the game. Get back with some people who will help you manage those feelings in more appropriate, healthy ways that don't create more weight gain, more stress, or in exacerbation or making your health situation worse. By that, I mean some of you have underlying depression. Some of you have underlying diabetes, hypertension, diverticulitis, um, and have a tendency to go for the foods and things that make those conditions worse and or also um, utilizing the medications and things like that less that would help you counter that. So if that is you, it is not worthwhile to try to counter this or deal with this by using food in unhealthy ways. Um, and it is even more imperative that you seek expert help, whether that's health coaching, certified health coaches, or like I said, psychologists trained in behavioral medicine to help you stay on track with managing your um, diabetes, managing your hypertension, or whatever chronic illness you might have. Because again, many of the chronic illnesses, especially uh, inflammatory disorders, especially um, autoimmune disorders, uh, pain issues, and so on, can be made worse when you are not 
nurturing your body with the proper nutrients or eating too much of the things that cause more inflammation or flare-ups, especially for people with irritable bowel syndrome or ulcerative colitis, those kinds of things. So it's very, very, very important that you also manage your emotional health in healthier ways and get some support around that issue while you are learning, as Janine says, to trust yourself, while you are building trust with yourself that you can use food to live um, and not to self-medicate and not to be your comfort blanket or your best friend, but using food for the means for which it is supposed to be used. So I hope that helped. I hope that's informative. Um, I started this journey with the Janine Roth book in hopes of helping some people out there, providing some um, some guidance to people out there. Um, if you find this helpful, um, drop me something in my inbox, um, info at drcarmensears.com, or uh, shoot me something on socials at Dr. Carmen, D-R, Carmen, K-A-R-M-O-N, um, on Instagram and on TikTok. And, uh, you know, maybe we could develop a group for these issues. Uh, again, if there is enough interest, we have to have at least five to eight members for the group, active members, um, to do the book study, to do the, uh, the guidelines on emotional eating. So again, thank you for watching. Don't forget to share me out. If you do find um, that this is helpful, also share me out on all the socials and tag me at Dr. Carmen or hashtag Dr. K Mind Body. That's all one word, hashtag Dr. K Mind Body, D-R-K Mind Body. So thank you and um, I'll see you next time on the couch.